BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is July 26, 2023. It's the day after my sister's birthday. Happy belated uh, birthday, sister. It's uh, in the weeds. You're on Fightful Overbooked. And I am Actual Pearl. As always, the one and only Mr. Jeremy Lambert joins me. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm well. I honestly forgot it was Wednesday. when you, You're like, good Wednesday. I'm like, is it? Oh, yeah, sure. I guess it is. Happy belated birthday to your sister who I've never met. It's okay. A lot of people have not met my sister. It's fine. She's actually, she's closer to your neck of the woods than she is mine. So uh, it's okay. She's, she's, she's doing all right. She had a good birthday. That's all that matters. Happy birthday, sister. Uh, we're good. Are you good, Jeremy? How was, how was so. your, how was your, your Tuesday nights? Did you enjoy your NXT? Loved it. You know, I love NXT, Joel Pearl. NXT is fantastic. It's fan-friendly, NXT. <laughs> Can you give it the thumbs up while you're at it? Give a thumbs up to NXT and give a thumbs up on this video, everyone. And subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked or just FightfulOverbooked.com. Andrew Zarian, our pal, Andrew Zarian, is here. I hope he's uh, uh, on bath and edibles time right now because Andrew Zarian justified you deserve it chant for Andrew Zarian being uh, in the bath and on edibles. Uh, come and join us here on youtube.com slash overbook. Like Jeremy said, leave a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and if you want to support us uh, in other ways, you can donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. And we always support it because uh, we always appreciate your support because good conversations tend to come from a lot of your super chats. So thank you in advance for those. We got a good show. We got a really fun show. We're going to talk about Judgment Day. We're going to talk about a little bit about Raw. Honestly, I didn't think Raw was all that interesting this past Monday. But I think Judgment Day have been running the table really well. And uh, NXT as well. well we're not going to get too deep in NXT. We're going to talk about Judgment Day on NXT. And uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern, this is the big one. Bobby Orlando joins us. Who's Bobby Orlando? Well, he's not not the producer record mogul from you know years past uh no this is bobby orlando the wrestler the goatist from creative pro and everywhere on the independence you'll see him this morning at 11 a.m eastern we're going to talk to him and uh anything else you want to add about bobby orlando jeremy 
Yeah, Bobby Orlando rules. That's all I have to add. I'm so excited to talk to him. Uh, we put him over on the spotlight. It was a, it was a month or so ago. He had a match um, against Kevin Blackwood uh, that was kind of built. And, and I forget the name of the, the promotion that, that had happened. And my memory is very bad on on this kind of stuff. And I apologize to uh, listeners, viewers, anything like that. Is Did my internet just cut out? Is it good? Are we, are we you're, okay? Yeah, you're fine. It was earlier it cut out, so I vamped. Yeah. I knew I knew it happened earlier, um, but it was it was Kevin Blackwood that he had a match against. I feel like it might have been it was Garden State is is when it was uh, that match ruled. Uh, it was built a lot around just the the goat Bobby Junior, who I absolutely love. There's there's such just an energy about Bobby Orlando that I I really appreciate, and his music hits, and you just start start bumping to it, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk to Bobby Orlando. He's fantastic. He's he's a ball of energy. You said to yourself, we've had a lot of really good balls of energy on this show. A lot of different uh different people, different uh, you know, different personalities on board. So, looking forward to talking to him at 11 Eastern. Uh I mean, listen, we can get right into it, but like do we have to? We're going to we're going to talk about Dynamite by the way at the end of the show cuz you know, it's Wednesday night, so we got we got to preview Dynamite. Uh but I mean, Raw this past Monday for me kind of dragged. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite episode. What do you think overall? I tried it. <laughs> yeah, do you like my headline? Was- I just, I finally got something. It took me forever today. I couldn't think of anything halfway decent. And then I remember Finn Balor's great line of seven-year bitch. And I decided, oh, no, it's within five minutes. Or I get, did I get us demonetized? I'm sorry, Joel Pearl. Oh, uh, it's fine. I, I already got messages about, you know, covering up f-bombs and censor words already so it's okay oh who who has messaged you about <laughs> what do you think are we do we have to bleep like how much do we no we have, no, no, we... no 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 uh, on on sunday i um, had put in what the f is travel combat and that was the that was the the, the yes. line for joel and cresta yeah. and then i i changed it like that evening or the next morning but i don't think i changed the article so it came up as the same on on dot com on fifle dot com. Oh. So I got a message from the Eggman being like, "Hey, don't do that. We're trying to you know not have that issue." And I was like, "Oh, I already changed it on YouTube." So I was like, "I was like, this isn't a problem." And then I thought, "Oh no, he probably saw it on the website, and that's where it came from." Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, don't, I don't use these cursing words, Joe Pearl. It? It, was a, it was the F, and then the ad, and then the the you know. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, and and that's the whole thing is like I normally don't but i also see that there are a lot of youtubers that do so it didn't really bug me as much just using yeah. it this particular time because i'm like they do okay but then i'm like they also have like 12 million followers you know? yeah like, <laughs> they get away with okay. murder. yeah yeah we we can't we can't do that yeah you got enough money you can get away with anything including murdering according to tony khan <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's just Tony Khan's words, not mine. Most wild headline. I love how you were like, yeah, no, I stretched the headline limit for this one, the character limit. Yeah, people people were mad though. Like, you know, the old, oh, it's 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 football, not soccer, guys. You know, and that's what we call it over here. That's I don't know what kind of accent that is. Uh, but they're they're so mad. I was like, I'm already at like a hundred and seven characters for this headline. I, I did not want to abuse it even more by using football instead of soccer for that headline. That headline was already wildly out of pocket and, and wildly uh, too long. So 
apologies to all of our British uh, viewers and everything who call it by its proper name. I will say that like it is football. It is not soccer. It is more football than American football. But, you know, sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, why Soloballs has a super chat saying to cover any accidental curse words. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll be sure to uh, put it in the swear jar just in case. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. We need uh, a swear jar. Do we need a swear jar? I, I don't think, I think we're pretty good about not swearing too much. I smushed my glasses. Uh, I think we're pretty good about not swearing too much on this show or at least waiting. I, f- I feel like we could still use a swear jar though. What if we started that Joel? What if we started a swear jar on this show? So what is it? We go to go to swear jar in the in the weeds.com and it's it's a Streamlabs platform, kind of like the super chats and the the sour chats that Alex and Kate do on their show. Is that what we're gonna do? That's that's a slippery slope, Jeremy. I don't know if we can get away with that. But at the same time, I don't know if we'd be stopped. Should we do it? We should. I think we should. Someone saying Joel without glasses is something. Buddy, I, I spent a lot of time not wearing glasses in my life. I only gave up and got them maybe six years ago. So this I don't I don't recognize you do look weird without glasses though. I know it's the Joe Gacy look, but you do look very weird without glasses. My forehead looks exponentially bigger when I'm not wearing glasses. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Also my eyes, like I don't I don't have like oh, wide eyes like that. <laughs> You brought attention to it now. Oh, I don't want to be mean to you, Joel. But no, like... I got. I, here's the thing, though. I I do, but I don't have that big of a forehead. Like it's a really weird. This is a camera trickery angle thing. It's uh, I don't know. It's weird. You could get a good view of Oppenheimer on that forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we wear large glasses. <laughs> Negative five fifty. Good lord, Andrew Zarian is blind. He's almost as blind as my wife. She's like negative seven or something. It's wild. <laughs> Coke bottle glasses for my wife. I wear contacts. I, I have glasses, but I complete contacts. There are photos of me circulating. <laughs> uh, the wife has messaged me to be nice to you. Um, there are photos circulating of me in glasses somewhere, I'm sure. But I, um, I'm straight, straight contacts. I think I've seen those photos too. Have you? Yeah, I think I have. No, maybe I I don't wear war. I've not worn them much like in Ohio or anything in, in North Carolina. My, my better, my other glasses days. I'm they're out there. Somewhere. I see Kate. Kate's like five. She has a five head and that's why she has bangs. Yeah. That makes sense. That tracks. I there's, guess. there's a, um, you ever seen the movie all about the Benjamins with Mike Epps Ooh. and ice cube? No, there's a lot of good forehead jokes in that movie. <laughs> And that is one of them. You got a forehead, you got a five head. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's an easy one. Oh, that's such a good movie. Anybody who's not seen all about the Benjamins, go watch it. Go go watch it. Like that is one of the funniest funniest movies. I have to go back and watch it. I remember seeing bits and pieces. Now I have to go. Oh, Mike I'm- Epps. That's like prime prime Mike Epps too. When he was he was doing stuff with like Friday uh, and, and next Friday and all that stuff. Like uh, yeah. All about the Benjamins, everybody. Not seen it? Go see it. Uh, speaking of not seeing, did you see Monday Night Raw in its entirety, all three hours on Monday Night Live? I did watch the majority of Raw. I think 
Um, <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt. I ducked out on the last hour and I was like, I'll get back to it. And yeah, I, I as, as the friends say, I bremoted through the, uh, the last hour. I fast forwarded through that final hour. It, it was, it was what it was. I'm trying to think what happened on raw, which is probably not a good sign that I can't nope. remember this stuff. Um, there was, there was Becky Lynch. She earned a rematch against Trish Stratus. Although they have not said when this rematch is taking place. I think we assume it's SummerSlam. Um, but you never know. Could be on Raw this upcoming week. Could be the Raw after SummerSlam. Could be WrestleMania 40. Who knows when this rematch is taking place. But it will be taking place, everybody. Uh, what else happened? Judgment Day. Yeah, they laid out. They laid out people. Um, um, sorry, I'm getting a lot of messages. I apologize. Everyone. If you go by the, the two and a half rule that WWE does, where two and a half things are memorable on any episode of their programming... I'd probably say the end, the, the, the contract signing, laying out uh, Seth Rollins and the seven-year itch, seven-year B-I-T-C-H line was good. Uh, yeah, the Becky... Becky Hasn't Becky. he said that before? Not really. I don't think he has. I could have sworn he said that in NXT. I mean, if he has, I, it would have had to have been recently, the seven-year itch. Maybe, what, maybe he didn't say seven-year, but like I could have warn he used that line in nxt i i I could be completely wrong but i feel like that's not like a new line uh i mean really listen the the big news coming out of raw were the injuries unfortunately yeah Uh, yeah that's really what i wanted to talk about yeah everybody's is is injured uh live morgan is injured uh these are legitimate injuries we don't know how long they'll be out but they are out. They got written off, at least in the case of, of Liv Morgan. They wrote her out, yeah. out with that beat down. And Rhea, by the way, was masterful. And so was Liv. We're going to talk about the segment as well. But uh, yeah, the other news, Kevin Owens, of course, uh, is, there is a rib injury there. We don't know how long he'll be out. It's not like he wrestled last night on NXT, but he, uh, he's, he's, we don't know. We don't know what the timetable is like. But uh, yeah, very, very interesting and very frustrating time for WWE, especially as they're trying to get some of these, uh, these stories going Ra- raquel as well they said she had a knee injury i don't know if that one is legit or if that is a, a kayfabe thing uh when it comes to raquel's knee injury but they, yeah, they said she had a knee injury we saw live so we talked a little bit last week about the the photo with live in the sling and we didn't know how official official that was a uh, type of thing and then you know they shot the angle on raw that kind of made it seem like okay it's pretty official that live has some type of shoulder arm injury and they definitely did a number on on her shoulder on raw and then yeah kevin owens sean and, and others reported that he's dealing with a, a legit rib injury and the attack by judgment day was kind of a way to write him off of things for a little bit we don't know how long anybody is out for uh, we don't know when people may or may not come back. I mean, SummerSlam is a week away. It's next Saturday. Kevin and Sammy don't have a match anyway. They're not currently booked for that show, which they probably should be. You would think they would face Priest and Dom because that's basically what they've been setting up. Um, but if Kevin's hurt, I don't know if you can do that match. Plus, they just did that match and... Like we uh, granted Dom beat Sammy on, on raw. So you could still circle back around to it, but they did just kind of do that match. And then when it comes to Rhea, I mean, they've been setting up her and Raquel or live, but if Raquel and live 
are both injured, then Rhea has really nothing to do. So it is with these injuries to the other side of things where we're talking a lot about judgment day here right now. Balor is the only person who's actually booked for SummerSlam, which again is a week from Saturday. They're all over multiple television shows and only one has a match. Priest has money in the bank so he can get involved kind of whenever he, he wants to, but Dominic doesn't have a match. He's wrestling uh, at NXT on Sunday. Rhea, who's the women's world champion, doesn't have a have a match. And Priest doesn't technically have a match. Whether or even as a tag team, Dom and Priest don't have a match. They they have stuff set up. They have stuff on the table there that they've set up on television. But injuries could take them completely out of this stuff, uh, completely out of SummerSlam. I don't even know who you can send out there to face Rhea Ripley. That would like that would make sense and also make fans feel like that is a reputable match because right now it's like natty and we just did that <laughs> and you know what again kudos to them because the match they had on raw a few weeks back was really good but we can't run that back uh Rhea had a really good match against lyra valkyria valkyria last night on nxt but I don't think we can run that at SummerSlam uh, because the, the story there wasn't about them having a feud. It was actually more of a respect thing and kind of like a Rhea trying to push uh, Lyra Valkyria into being like the next Rhea Ripley or at least the next dominant female in NXT. So can't do that. I feel like the Raquel situation is, is a little more um, strange just because there's been no news. And we don't know if that was a storyline injury or whatever, but... She's not there. And honestly, if they bring her back on Monday and they make the matches, like I'm going to go after you for going after Liv, then Rhea's probably going to retain. If they're still pulling the knee injury is, is a thing, you know, if it's part of the story. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, it's strange. Nobody really knows what's going on on the women's division. And nobody really knows who could get in there and replace uh, for a number one contendership. Zoe Stark, even though she just lost to Becky Lynch. I know there's there's just nothing that that seems to work. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at this raw women's roster. Yeah, there ain't nobody there that they've built as like a credible person. Um, Dana Brooke got a big win. You could, yeah, I was her. I was gonna say Dana Brooke like and Nikki Cross. She just got beat by Baszler in three seconds. Candice, Emma, Indy. You're just going to throw Katana Chance and Kaden Carter to throw them both at Rhea and Rhea double stack pin them or something. Like, you I mean, do that, I guess. If, if this were 2011 or 2012 and Rhea's name was John Cena, then they would have sent the entire women's roster out there just to flatten everyone one after one and do a show of dominance. Uh, can't Piper, really- Piper Nevin. Honestly, that'd be fine if Rhea came out and said, no one is on my level. I took everybody out. Who's going to face me now? And out comes Piper Niven. And she's like, you ain't beat me yet. I get Piper hasn't been on TV in forever. Believe me, I get it. It makes no sense. But Piper being a like an, an opposing force, at least like the, the imagery works. The, seeing someone who is like Piper's size and demeanor going up against Rhea Ripley, who was also like a sizable opponent might be fun. But again, like you said, it's kind of thrown out there and it'd be very clearly thrown out there, but I mean, it would work for me. I, you might be able to do an NXT 
talent. Like, could you do, let, let's say Ro- Roxanne beats Blair Davenport uh, at Great American Bash and the Weapons Wild match. I, I know people will probably be upset Roxanne coming up and loot. Look, they just had Carmelo Hayes, the friggin' NXT champion, lose to Finn Balor on TV. It's okay if these people lose these matches as long as they're competitive and everything. By the way, Mr. McMahon is listed on the Raw roster on the WWE.com website. Um, I just noticed that. So it's okay if they, they lose, but you could have Roxanne. If it is like an open challenge type of thing, Roxanne comes out, gets a nice little shine at SummerSlam, has a big moment, probably has a competitive match, loses. I'm okay with that. There, Based on the rest of this roster, there ain't that many great ideas. If you want to have Rhea involved, maybe Rhea's just not involved. Maybe she just doesn't have a match at SummerSlam. I think that's, I'd say it's a waste, but it's not like they built up anything if raquel isn't cleared like it's not like they've built up anything else so it's either don't have her involved or do something like that where you do pull up an nxt talent be who isn't just completely a non-factor like every other woman on raw and have her have a competitive match the hell that's fine i'm fine with the hell i mean i don't think she's gonna win on sunday against tiffany stratton can probably have a competitive match but I like I like Roxanne better, assuming she beats Blair, because you want to have somebody technically kind of coming off a win. You don't want to do two losses in a row. There, by the way, there's a part of me that thinks Sentient Cocaine can actually win that match on Saturday, uh, Sunday next week. You think Saturday, who Saturday. can win? Sentient Cocaine. Sorry, I call I call Thea Hale Sentient Cocaine. Oh, okay. Why? Yes, because she is cocaine. If Cocaine has uh, achieved sentience. Oh, all right. The Small match is on opinion. Sunday. It's Imagine, a Great American Bash. Is it Sunday? I thought it was yes. a Saturday. Nope. July thirtieth is a Sunday. It's gonna mess up some things for me. Yeah. Well, maybe you should realize these things before you start speaking. Meh. Ishak says Cora Jade. Uh, she just lost to Dana Brooke last night. That ain't happening. <laughs> that's enough for nobody to go over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not happening. Um, maybe Raquel. Maybe Raquel's thing is kayfabe, and she will come back, and she will just. She'll, she'll face Rhea. Like, that's a match they've been teasing. They've done the little pass by, stay out of my business type of thing. So even if it is announced the week of, there's been enough teases to where it's like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, that's that's as good as it gets. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like Raquel is the only one that would, that would, that would work here. But we got to make sure that she's not actually injured. We don't know yet. They, they kept her off TV this week. So that's that. Okay. Uh, and then Kevin Owens, what do we do with the tag titles? You're right. They did not. Uh, they did not have a tag title match at the last pay per view at Money in the Bank. Instead, they faced pretty deadly at uh, the SmackDown the night before. That's. I mean, it was it was a great match. It was a long match, had a lot of time, but it's not a pay per view match. And it feels like this would have been one of those times where a pay per view match is warranted, especially if it was going to be Dom and Priest potentially challenging. I don't know what you do now. Sammy's obviously awaiting orders as well. And uh, I think they want to keep those tag titles on KO and Sammy. But again, it's going to come down to how severe is the injury to Kevin Owens. I would think they want to keep the belts on those two as well. But yeah, if, if KO's out for a good bit, then they might have to change plans on that. I hope Kevin Owens is, is fine. And I hope he can. Well, Kevin Owens is a good enough talker to where he can stay on TV through that. But when you are the undisputed tag team champions and when you can technically work both shows, you probably want to be able to wrestle 
every now and again to defend those titles. And I mean, Kevin's whole gimmick is he's going to fight, right? So I don't think he's not a Grayson Waller guy where, hey, Grayson Waller can come out and do his show, never have a match while he has his, his broken leg until he, of course, finally has a match. Like Kevin Owens wants to fight people and beat people up for talking too much right now. So Kevin Owens talking a lot doesn't play into his current persona. Um, but you don't always want to see them lose the titles off of an injury either. But maybe that's maybe that's where they got to go if Kevin is actually banged up. Maybe they, unfortunately, have to do... Uh, maybe they do Dom and, and uh, Priest against Kevin and Sammy, and it is a short match because Kevin legitimately is injured and also in storyline is injured. So they just, they beat him kind of quickly, which would be an unfortunate rain to the, to the, or unfortunate into the rain, but that might be their option. That might be what they, they have to do if Kevin isn't able to compete at the level that he would like to compete at in the, in the coming months and everything. Listen for the women's tag titles. How many times have they said, find a replacement and you can have the tag title match. Who's who's the replacement? That's amazing. Who is yeah? I mean, who is who hates the Judgment Day enough to want to team with Sammy? Seth gonna work twice. That's <laughs> pretty much the only person Cody? I think of. Cody used to be friends with Sammy and Kevin, right? Yep. And then like yep. they just stopped being friends. That was only for Canada, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, that- I know, I know. They did. I'm just saying it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who 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 would Riddle. Work. Riddle was friends with them. Oh God, yeah. That's what you want. That's how you surefire lose your tag titles. <laughs> Randy, Randall coming back, and then Randall turning on Sammy. Is I don't know if he's joining Judgment Day, but just Randall kind of walking alone inside this pit of danger. Uh, that's who it should be. Oh man, big big Dick Dave back yeah, in the right. business, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Randall, though. We, we we love the Randall teases out there. Every week there's a Randy tease at this point. Yeah. You got you got people being like, oh, if Randy shows up this week, I'm going to blank. And I'm just like, oh, you're not going to blank this week either then, I guess. It's it's strange, though, because, again, the, the women have had all these stories where it's like, find a replacement and you can put your tag titles on the line. But for the guys, it's just like, oh, they can't compete? guess we can't do the match then it's a very strange thing edge is actually a pretty good shout edge oh no up. get that man away from judgment i don't need to see that ever in my life again ever <laughs> for one night only i just want to see sammy and edge interact where edge gets so annoyed because sammy just keeps talking and edge is just like i'll see you out there and then that's the match ray ray always makes sense if dom's involved just yeah. sammy pull pulls ray out there it's not a bad call. You could yeah. do that. And again, it's because it's the undisputed tag titles. You can pick someone from SmackDown and it wouldn't be weird, right? Because the titles are on both shows. So like, again, the same thing with the women's tag titles. Hypothetically, you could have done the same. So yeah, you could do the route of finding someone to replace. Ray, I mean, I think Ray is going to be facing uh, Austin Theory for the US title the night before on SmackDown. But uh, no confirmation there. It's just my feeling. That being said, you bring in Ray for the tag match the next night. I, maybe it's the makeup win for him. Like what? Uh, that's the best I could think of. E- either Edge or Ray. Yeah, both both of those make sense. Um, Edge or Ray. I, I had a, another idea, but I've I've sold myself on Randall now. 
Randall being the the choice, the big return. If to do anything, I don't know if he is. He can do an RKO with his. I assume he can do an RKO with his back, but the, the back is obviously the issue, which wouldn't be good. Is there another? Can they get PCO? Can they get another Canadian out there? I don't think PCO is available. He just had battery acid thrown down his gullet <laughs> and then set on fire. All right, that's fair. Bray is another one. Let's get Bray in this universe. <laughs> not. Why? Why are you a hater on the Bray Wyatt? Every reason that Steven Jensen is, I kind of subscribe to the same idea. What about, since apparently he doesn't have any type of, of story going on nowadays, LA Knight? Yeah. Yeah. I still have a feeling that LA Knight's going to challenge uh, Austin Theory in an open challenge at SummerSlam and win yeah. the US title there. I hope you're right. You're wrong about a lot of things, but I hope you're right about that. But I'm also right about a lot of things. It just so happens the things that I'm right about are often like the worst case scenario. It's like there's one writer or pitch guy that sees it and they're just like, oh, it's awful. Vince will love it. Let's do it. And they they pitch it. And then I just look at myself and say, why do I think these things? What what if it's Buddy Murphy? You know what? I'm fine for it because uh, there is a larger story there. Uh, do they do they introduce him as representing the House of yeah. Black? No. What? Hold up. Bad Bunny got tour dates. What's that? What's what's oh, Bad what's Bunny Bad doing up on August fifth? Let's get Bad Bunny out there. What about Marshall Mathers? They're in Detroit. What about Marshall Mathers? Can he come out there and and team with Sami Zayn? No, can he? Bad Bunny has no tour dates coming up. There we go. Get Bad Bunny for SummerSlam to come out there and be one half of the tag team champions uh, to team with Sami Zayn against Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Let's go. You think Bad Bunny wants to go to Detroit? I don't think anybody wants to go to Detroit. Like, that's just, you know. Although I did see a lot of friends get all excited that they got their media credentials for for uh, for SummerSlam. Yeah, good and for them. Yeah, great. Listen, I'm very excited for them. Uh, I'm I'm just like Detroit. I, I guess. Listen, be excited to go to SummerSlam. Don't be excited to be in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Put it like that. I got a few messages being like, "Hey, are you going to be in Detroit for SummerSlam?" I'm like, Mm-mm, "Nope, uh-uh. no, not happening." Like, yeah. why not? I'm like, "You said it. It's Detroit." <laughs> yeah, Louis, Louis got a big Sean. A big Sean ain't doing anything nowadays do you know who these people are joel pearl uh big sean is obviously sean ross app yeah sure okay just royce make- the 5-9 maybe maybe he can come out there trick trick coming out there is that related to trick williams no not at all okay well i try uh, trick williams might maybe taken the name i don't i don't know if he took it from from trick 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 trick's not like the biggest big time rapper in the world but yeah get trick trick out there, we get some members of D12 coming out there. Oh, that hip hop scene in Detroit. That. Well, yeah, I mean, Shady kind of did that, right? Eh, it was a little bit uh, before him. I'm well. I was big back in the day. They weren't rap, but they were, you know, that kind of counterculture idea. What about Sami Zayn teaming with ICP? I'm out with it. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I'm so into it. Listen, because because I'm just hoping that you, you saw the tweets. You saw the certain tweet. We gotta from talk about this. We don't talk about. I don't want to talk about it. But all I'm saying is, if ICP is going to show up anywhere, I hope it's there. Given that tweet, that's the only place I want them to show up. Okay. Cyclops Battle and Wolverine. I respect the OGs, man. I respect the legends. I know some history. I know some some hip hop history. Look at that shirt he's wearing in the photos. We got the the Kiss Britt Baker shirt. <laughs> good stuff. I never noticed that before. It's good stuff. 
You haven't noticed uh, Cyclops by Wolverine with his uh, Britt Baker? No, I'm very aware of Cyclops in the chat. And like we bring up his stuff all the time. Normally he's watching on Twitch. Oh, yeah. I, I've, no, I've noticed. Yeah, he, he, he that's always been his photo. So. Yeah, no, I have because normally I'm bringing up the Twitch comments. Oh, but, uh, no, fair. we got we got the, the YouTube ones now. Fair. That's hilarious. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, so so I guess we're kind of all up in the air for the women's title, the, the world women's title. And we're up in the air for the, the undisputed tag titles at SummerSlam. We never knew if the latter was going to be defended on the show anyway. But uh, I guess we'll find out in the coming days. We'll see how how bad Kevin's injury is. We wish him the best. We wish Liv the best, hoping that it's a speedy recovery for both. Uh, what about the Intercontinental Championship? We saw Drew McIntyre and Gunther go face-to-face. That's part of my two and a half things you remember from the show. Uh, I personally, I enjoyed this segment. Uh, I'm looking forward to the match. I think those two are going to beat the hell out of each other. And I need Gunther to win because I still want that legendary intercontinental championship reign to happen i mean we talked about this when i told the world that drew mcintyre was going to come back at wwe money in the bank and confront gunther i i correctly called that because i had a scoop i didn't um but we talked about like okay does mcintyre lose kind of his first big match back and then what happens to drew after that because it would make sense for mcintyre to win but it also makes sense for gunther to surpass the honky tonk man's record because he's this close and you don't know when this opportunity is going to come around again because obviously you got to take a year to do this again if you want to do this with with somebody else um i think gunther should break the record i do Drew can survive a loss and be okay. Drew can, you've mentioned the heel turn many times. Drew can certainly do the heel turn. I don't know if beating up Matt Riddle is really a heel turn, but it could be that be his heel turn by beating up Matt Riddle. Um, Yeah, I think Gunther should win and break the record. And then Drew, it'd be a good direction for him to go heel because he's been babyface for a while now. And he got screwed over with the pandemic. Like that sucked. He didn't get the the run that he should have with the title. Um, and then he's just kind of, he hasn't been floundering as a baby face. I don't think that's fair. Cause I have enjoyed his work and I have enjoyed, like I really enjoyed a lot of his work coming out of, of the pandemic, which it, it wasn't fair to him. He was in a tough situation with that, but coming out of that, like I've enjoyed pretty much everything he's done. Uh, but it, probably be time to change directions for him for, for right now. Yeah. And I, again, I largely agree. I, you mentioned it. This was something that I've been talking about for a little while is the idea of Drew McIntyre being the, uh, the heel being that, that big old ass whooper. And you know what? Him losing to Gunter could be the first step to that being like, I, I didn't have it. I didn't, you know, I deserved it, but I screwed up, whatever. Just something that eventually just flips the switch. He gets upset. Does it happen at SummerSlam after the match? Or is it something we say for Raw the next night when they are, you know, trying to reset whatever they had after SummerSlam? They do it. Uh, they do it the next night. They, they have Drew lose. They do a tag team match the next night. And then he beats up Matt Riddle. They are going to be in Minneapolis that night. That's unfortunate. I know, right? Site, a potential site of WrestleMania 41. Was it 41 or 42? Whatever. As reported by FightfulSelect.com. 
Go read the article. <laughs> yeah, go read the article to find out. Go, don't, go. don't take our word for it. That's go read right. the article. Something about something about Minnesota. Something about Minnesota. I'm sure. Listen, I, Rob and Maggie on Friday are probably going to do a solid 35 minutes about Minnesota. And that's okay because Rob is, you know, he is a, a Minnesotan. So he is going to talk about it on his show. Uh, but yeah, go subscribe to FightfulSelect.com to find out about Minnesota mania. Minnesota mania. That's what they're going to call it. Yeah. All the papers, all the local papers where no one is a wrestling fan at the local paper, they're going to call it Minnesota mania. And I am going to use the same vernacular when addressing YouTube headlines. Fair, fair. They call that place the state of hockey and they want a championship in ever. So you can't the really trust them. What? Because, but hold on. What, the, they didn't even have the miracle on ice there. What is going on? Yeah, Minnesota, they call themselves the state of hockey. Or Minneapolis, I guess technically. Cause... A pretty sore state, if you ask me. Is the is the city or the state Minneapolis or Minnesota? Which one's the city? Which one's the state? Minneapolis is the city. The state is Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yes, the Minnesota North Stars yeah. were the team at the time, and then they got moved to Dallas. Yeah, but the, I mean, <laughs> it's Minneapolis wild. This was right there. Minneapolis, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Wild never won a t- uh, championship or a trash organization. No, they didn't. What are we doing? They're called the st- they call themselves the state of hockey. I don't know. Take it up with the the state of Minnesota, Joel. File a complaint. I'm going to, and I'm going to ask that they their bid be revoked for WrestleMania at that point. Could they call themselves the state of wrestling? I mean, okay, so yes, I would give them that a lot more readily than the state of hockey. Think about the Minnesotans that have come out of that, uh, come out of wrestling in there. You got Brock Lesnar, you got Rick Rude, you've got who else is there? God damn, the headache. Yeah, Did Hennig come out of Minnesota. Headache. Yeah, Card Hennig. Oh, Hennig. Yeah. I said headache. No. It's like, who's got a headache? Yes, Kurt Hennig is, yes, the Hennig family is, is Minnesota. They're yeah. the Axe and, and Kurt and obviously uh, Joe. Ventura. Yeah, Ventura is another one. Uh, yeah. There you go. The state of wrestling, I will give that to Minnesota. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew. That's 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 the gimmick. Yeah. So. Waltman. Waltman uh, from Minnesota, isn't he? I think Walt- so. Yeah, Waltman. I, is, I assume Lynn as well, if, if Waltman is there. I just assume Jerry Lynn as well. Basically, if they were like, friends of wade keller's not named steve austin they were probably from the state of minnesota uh ken anderson anderson yeah uh who else is there i'm sure you're, you're probably looking at a list right now no i my memory is okay. just good i, I yeah. think you said your memory wasn't good yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's okay. Uh, Senior nerd says Flair was born. Min- Flair don't claim Minnesota, so Minnesota can't claim Flair. He claims he claims North Carolina. The so Davaris. I'm not, I'm not counting that. Yeah, the Davaris. Now I'm looking at a list. It's a the long Davaris. list here. Holy crap! Oh, okay. Uh, Madcap Moss. Yeah, there you go. That's your that's your guy. What's yeah. he doing? That that's what he's. How's doing he doing? He's doing great. Is he close to any of those titles? I mean, listen, Sami Zayn needs a partner. He's your guy. When was the last Madcap Moss televised match, Joel? Can you uh, name it off the top of your head? No, not at all. Come on. No, probably, let's do this. Probably one that him and Emma or Emma hyped him up for. When, when do you think? Let's take a guess. Take a guess of the last Riddick Moss television match, not main event. Uh, you know, raw or not television main event. Oh my god! Uh, I've got. I mean, I've, I now have it in front of me. Oh well, come on, Joel. Could be in a cheater. 
Well, no, because sometimes I just need to get this information. Uh, are you ready for it? I know what it is because I looked it up because I thought you were going to guess and then you were cowardly and you looked it up yourself. You I killed the it. segment. Oh, no, I didn't kill anything. The only thing I got was that Riddick Moss last appeared on Raw in May. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Sean, Joel's ruining the show. It's par for the course. What's new? (laughs) How how are your eggs this morning, Sean? Well, I'm switching to egg whites for a while. Um, Why? Hmm? Why? Uh, no reason. Definitely not anything I'm doing in December. Uh, has nothing to do with that. But uh, yeah, just switching to egg whites for a while. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that like when Joel first got a spot here at Fightful, like in his pitch, he was like, I can ruin many things for you. <laughs> Better than anyone else can ruin them. And I said, well, you know what? Okay. It would listen. It was either me or another bearded white guy. Take your pick. <laughs> and I'm only partially bearded right now. I can see that. So, That's what is, what is this uh, shave you have going on? It's not a shave. Shave would imply no hair. Uh, It'd be a terrible oh, okay. razor. What is this trim you have going on? Whoa, sir. That sounds kind of personal. <laughs> <laughs> How much to, to pay to get your shirt off, Sean? Andrew Zarian would like to see you shirtless. Um, 10,000 subscribers on select today, and I'll do it. On select? I, are we not at 10,000 on select? No, we hover oh. between eight and like 9,000 usually. Oh, every time we hit 10, I just ask for a raise. So yeah, let's let's hit 10 again. Probably stop doing that. <laughs> I'm out. 10,000 and Sean does a topless. That's the easiest way to get Sean go away is just bring up that money. we want more money. And he's like, I'm not having this conversation. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, I think it would be hilarious if he does a topless Q&A for 10,000 subscribers. That's there it. There you go. We're going to do it. Everybody subscribe to Fightful Select if you would like to see Sean Ross Sapp without a shirt. I was just thinking to myself, I'm just like, has he ever wrestled top? No, he always had a shirt on of some sorts. At least on the size one. I can't say that I, my Sean Ross app uh, scouting report is is that high uh, when I've gone back and watched his previous matches. I do look forward to whatever he's definitely not doing in December, though. I figured that he was just eating now so that he could lean out. Then he doesn't have to worry about the food he eats around the holidays. Oh, that's fair. That's probably what it is. That's what I thought it was. That's yeah. what I would be doing. That is just good planning and meal uh, prepping. That sounds awful. Somebody please buy me some Bojangles or something and send send it to my house here in Ohio. I, I don't want to give any of you people my address, but uh, no. just send me food. All right. Send me send me pizza. Pizza is an easy one. Pizza would be great. That would be yeah. nice. I, uh, I I had to go out to the store early this morning and uh, I passed by a McDonald's. So I got the uh, the McDonald's breakfast burritos. I've never had those. Yeah, no, they do like a two pack for like four fifty. Okay, uh, they're, they're okay. They're again, they're really qu- if you're if you're in a hurry and you're you know needing something quick, then they're good to have. So good. I'll go. I'll go McDonald's McGriddles. 
all day. Um, those are those are fantastic. Do they still do all day breakfast? If not, they should definitely hundred percent bring that back. So uh, at most of the locations, yes, but then they they kind of like trim the menu a bit too. So there's man. a more robust breakfast menu during breakfast hours, and then they'll cut it down during the day. Trey Jones asking, "Is Bojangles that good?" Yes, Bojangles is friggin' fantastic, and I miss it being here in Ohio. I got a McDonald's story story for you, Joel. So yesterday I was asked to pick up the McDonald's for the family. And so I go, you know, you know how many people are in my family, Joel, I go to McDonald's and I order all this food and I'm like, can I get a 20? They got a, they got a meal. It's like 20 piece nuggets, two and two large fries for like $11, which is a good, good little deal. Honestly. Um, Oh, Trey Jones says it's mid here in Maryland. Now nah, you got to go. You got to go down to the North Carolina Bojangles. I don't. Maryland probably doesn't know how to do. They they're seafood, right? I was gonna they, say like they they're, yeah. they're like the the Jimmys and get your Long John Silvers at that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they probably don't have a good Bojangles in Maryland. Um, go go to North Carolina and get that. So I'm like, can I get the 20 piece nugget meal with two large fries? And they're like, it's just me in the car, by the way. And they're like, hey, is that is that all? I was like. No, can I get a number five with a large sweet tea? I'm like, is that all? Can I get two hamburgers? And the guy's getting frustrated at that point. He's like, is that everything? I was like, can I also get a cheeseburger? <laughs> He's like, is that everything? Can I also get a medium fry on top of that? I'm like, is that everything? And can I get a double cheeseburger as well? That's everything. <laughs> and they're like, is that everything? I was like, yes, that's sure. And he's like, are you, are you sure? I was like, yes, that's everything. And then uh, I pull around and it of course takes a while. That's a lot of food to order. And the, the lady was very nice. She was very apologetic. She's like, I'm so sorry. Your food took so long and everything. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I know it's only me in the car, but I'm getting for, for this many people. And like, Oh, that, that makes sense. That that's understandable of why you ordered so much. They, they see one person in the car and I'm ordering for a lot more than one person and everyone every this happens every single time because i just i go out and i I get food for for the family and every single time when it's just me in the car and i'm ordering for this many people the people at the drive-thru are like how is one person ordering all this what are we doing that this one person is spending 40 dollars on mcdonald's what is happening what kind of party is i'm surprised you know people aren't just like what kind of party you have in tonight man what kind of kind of stuff you're getting into where you're eating that much (laughs) they they think you've already gotten into the stuff and they are saying that you're under the influence while driving getting that stuff taken care of uh and then my my other favorite is uh it's it's mcdonald's they're gonna be ornery about most things they were very nice about it though again the lady was super apologetic that like it took so long i was like i realized i just ordered 40 dollars of mcdonald's food i i know it's fast food but i don't expect to get all of this in like 10 or in like 10 seconds like i know it's gonna take a while to cook like i know a lot of it's like pre-cooked or whatever i know it's gonna take a while to do like five hamburgers and 30 mcnuggets and four things of fries i know that's not going to be done in two minutes i get it i'm I understandable of all that i'm just i'm thinking to myself you know you're when 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 it was the pandemic uh it was really hot one summer and we went to go stay with my in-laws uh, because our air conditioning wasn't working or something was going on. Things were messed up. Anyway, long story short, we ended up going to McDonald's. It was like 
a family of seven plus I think the grandparents were there and it just like became like this big I remember getting the bill just being like this is a McDonald's what the hell are we paying for like it was a 60 65 70 dollar I was like what is this <laughs> yeah that's what happens now because somebody I, I, posted cheap, man somebody posted uh like the the one dollar McDonald's menu the other day, and it's like, I mean, yeah, you can't get any of this stuff anymore. They do have the menu of like buy one get one for one dollar, and like that's not terrible. But it used to be like most of this food just cost one dollar, and now like no nothing nothing costs a dollar. No man, the McDouble when it came out was like what was it, it was like a dollar ninety nine, and now it's two sixty nine. Yes. Outrageous, no, absolutely it. outrageous. My uh, my my breakfast burritos. This is this is kind of my favorite thing. Is they they come with the little tab sticker on it, and it says when they were made, and it's oh. said it like I got so I, I bought it. It was like nine a.m. or nine fifteen, and it said like seven thirty on it, seven thirty a.m. And then it also has a best before, and the best before on it was like twenty minutes later. <laughs> 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 is this not safe for anybody? I've never had the McDonald's breakfast burrito. I, for the longest time, Taco Bell has done breakfast food for a while. And like, I'd always wanted it, always wanted it and just never got it. Finally, one day I decided, uh, I decided to go, to go get it. And then there's two Taco Bells near us. One absolutely sucks. It's an awful experience. There's like no one there. Uh, the customer service is bad and it's okay at like dinner time and stuff. But like, if you go to that place before like one o'clock, you're getting no help on this. I didn't even know they were open. Like I sat in the drive-through line for like five minutes of like, hello, anybody here? And so I finally pulled around. Um, and then there's just a person like at the cash register, one person, probably the only person there. No, no cooks or anything. And then finally I just went away because just awful service. I went to the other one, but I was like, this is just what's going to happen. I want this Taco Bell breakfast burrito and I'm not going to be able to get it. The universe is against me on this day where I want this breakfast burrito. I finally went to the other one and uh, got my breakfast burrito. Wasn't bad. I, the Taco Bell back breakfast burrito is uh, the thumbs up. We'll give it a thumbs up. I'm going to have to go find it because I know there isn't one anywhere near me taco bells or anything like that there's a really good uh couple of really good mexican restaurants near me but they are not open for breakfast i can literally see that mcdonald's like right there the one that i was at because <laughs> like someone some of you may have seen i posted a photo a while ago of like my setup slash me at my desk and yeah there's a big window ahead of me uh but yeah i can like see up the street where everything is that i go to i mean you know where where we're located at mm-hmm. Joel, um, where, where the wedding was and like all the stuff that is around the, the, that venue and everything, you know, we're mm-hmm. very close to, to that. So all of that is within walking distance to yeah. us. Uh, it's, it's very convenient that we have so much around us that we could just walk. Okay. We want McDonald's for dinner, Taco Bell. We don't have this every night, by the way, but you know, some nights it's just like, I don't feel like cooking. Let's just go. I get it at McDonald's. One of the reasons why I love living in Toronto is because I am close to things that I can walk to. And even like the grocery stores nearby have like prepared meals that I can pick up, you know, 10 minutes down the road, stick it in the oven or the microwave, whatever I buy. And it's good to go. And I do most of the cooking in the house. So like there are some days where I'm so busy that I just don't have the time. 
And typically this would lead into some sort of ad read for uh, a sponsor that we have. So if you want to sponsor us food based sponsors, uh, go ahead and uh, get, get at us, email myself or Jeremy or find us on the internet. Okay. I would love for some type of food to yeah. friggin' sponsor us and just send, send a bunch of food to my house so I can feed the, the 300 children that we have. Uh, <laughs> Is this an orphanage? What are we doing? <laughs> the the wife is no i'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> do this. Any of that. there's a bit there's a bit that the kids uh will do with her but i don't want people to actually take this bit serious though it is wrestling fandom so maybe we won't do it pro wrestling podcast sends a super chat saying the jj show is underway buddy we've been at it for almost an hour uh yeah. good morning friends he saw my 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 tweet from last night about Booker T on commentary. And it's basically at this point, all I hear when Booker T is on commentary is yeah, or oh, or oh, yeah, oh, noises. He just speaks in noises. He just makes noises. Booker, Booker T is like, he's fine when it comes to this i i can understand why people are just like yeah what does he add to the to the broadcast and stuff he's energetic though i've i've very much learned to tune out commentary i very much learned to tune out all commentary on like all programs i know uh people were mad at Corey graves and his ludwig kaiser impression was it good one was it bad one person was upset about it and he just thinks that he's stealing his bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw other people who were mad about it too, who were like, no, this is stupid. Then I saw a lot of people who like really liked it and everything. So it, it was, it was a little mixed. I was like, sure. He's doing it. It's, it's fine. I, I tuned out commentary so long ago. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just, I don't, it doesn't, I don't hear it. I don't like it. Just, I can't think of a the only stuff that like pops me is when Michael Cole gets super mad at Dominic Mysterio or when he's bantering with Bailey. That's it. That's it. I get it. I do. I, I can't get it out of my head because I am an active listener when it comes to wrestling. Uh, and, and sometimes I walk away with my headphones on while I'm listening or while I'm watching a show, I'll walk away and do something. So I'm still listening to the uh, to the commentary. I've said it once, I've said a million times. I'm certain that Booker was brought into the fold because of the podcast he was doing, because at the time he was spending so much time getting so much engagement from shitting on developmental on the wrestlers on the roster at the time that they said, Hey, here's some money, come back and work for us and maybe do some guest spots at the, uh, the PC and uh, you know, but better, better to have them in the tent pissing out than outside of the tent pissing in. And I think that's really just what they saw with Booker. He's a guy who's been around. They trust him in certain ways, but they also wanted to curb his uh, his engagement when it came to how he feels about NXT and and certain talent at the time. I, maybe I, I think Booker can be valuable to have. Like, I don't know if he needs to be on commentary, but he can be valuable to have to just at the performance center. I mean, say what you will about Booker, but he's got a good reputation as a trainer and. He seems like he, a lot of people like him and respect his opinion and value his opinion and everything. And does that mean he needs to be a commentator? Probably not, but you could have, 
it, there's certainly value to, for him at the performance center. Yeah. Keep him, keep him off a of commentary, but have him in the PC. That's my feeling. It's like, just they, there's so many opportunities with Booker in front of a microphone for two hours or more in the case of a PLE. Ain't it. He should just do the black snow all on commentary. That's it. Just, just be black snow on commentary. That's all I care about. You don't need to do Booker T just be black snow. Just do the King Booker again. Put the, put that accent out there. It's fine. It's fine. And, and by the way, Mark Hoke is in the chat. Go check out Mark Hoke's radio, uh, radio show, the Pro Wrestling Radio Show. And uh, he's saying, you know, Reality of Wrestling is a terrific promotion. Yes, it is. There's a lot of good stuff at Reality of Wrestling. Booker T puts a lot of good work into that, him and his team. We're, we're not making fun of Booker T, the, you know, the anything but the commentator. commentator. That's the problem, is Booker T on commentary. Everything else is great. <laughs> You're a hater of booker t he'll be rants at you on his podcast he'll be uh i do too calls you out i hope he does too because then i can use the clicks and engagement for this show and we can invite booker on and we can do a whole thing i'd love to have booker t on i wouldn't ask him a single thing about nxt commentary but booker t's definitely got some stories he's been around the business for a very long time been involved in a lot of memorable stuff i'd love that booker on so many wcw stories to ask about yeah yeah we can do that i want to do that Let's get Booker T on the show. Do you think Booker would join our show? Uh, yes. And we can ask uh, uh, Muscle Man Malcolm. Malcolm just interviewed Booker. Maybe, cool, maybe he can get us a hookup. Where, where did he interview him at? At Reality Wrestling? Reality Wrestling, yeah. Okay, he did. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was thinking, like, he did it. He wrestled, he wrestled. Wow. Malcolm interviewed a bunch of people at different shows i think one he was at mcw and then the other one was at reality wrestling am i right yes he was running around good on malcolm hard hard working dude malcolm will this is breaking news that not even joel pearl knows about uh malcolm scheduled to join the show on monday oh good looking forward to that there you go glad i said nice things yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna tell him you said very mean things though well no that sounds about right i'll just be like yeah you gotta go find it but i did say mean things about malcolm yeah Tell me some mean things. Uh, We're waiting in a couple of minutes. We're going to have Bobby Orlando joining us. Who is Bobby Orlando? Jeremy Lambert. Who is the goatest? Bobby Orlando. You said it. He's the frigging goat. That's who Bobby Orlando is. Not the right. Bobby Jr. is here. It it will be joining him as well. But uh, Bobby Orlando, you've probably seen him on various independent shows. I, I imagine if you watch enough independent wrestling as you should, but Bobby Orlando, he's the goat. He's been on stuff like wrestling open, uh, create a pro. He just wrestled at prestige, uh, this past weekend, uh, wrestles for like garden state. He's, he's wrestled a lot of the, the top names on the independent scene as well. Absolute character. Um, and just seems like a very fun guy and I'm excited to, to talk to him hopefully here in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything else from, raw that's worth mentioning as we kind of wrap that up from raw i don't know what happened on raw that that sounds about right cody rhodes oh yeah he did show up and and do his rock i'm gonna beat you no stipulation added oh nothing yet now you think it's coming i i think so but also there's gotta be there has to be you, you can't keep doing this. I don't know. Like they blew off the, the Seth match with, with uh, Hell in a Cell, the, the Seth feud. 
Yeah. They got to do something with Cody and Brock. Even on again, maybe if it's the big go home reveal, that's okay. It feels like there's a lot of big go home reveals they're going to have to come up with, but that's yeah, kind of where I'm at is they they got to. It feels weird not doing it. Brock's going to be on Raw next week. They have advertised him as returning, so I don't see why not. I also, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock is also on Raw the next night or after SummerSlam because they're in Minneapolis. And again, we just talked about this. Brock is uh, formerly a Minneapolis native. So I don't see why they wouldn't do a match, like a, a stipulation match. Uh, it looks like they're getting Baszler and Rousey in the fight pit because they're going to fight. So that I didn't think Cody and Brock made sense for that anyway. Um but I understand why people may have leaned a little bit towards that. I, don't I know, know the bull. Why? Why did you think people were leaning because of Brock's UFC career? Yeah, because because of Brock stuff. Like it's people just sense. thought that oh, Brock fight, let's go, type of thing. I think that's why people were leaning towards it. But most people seem to be leaning towards some type of like bull rope match, um, yeah. or strap match, something like that. And I could, they haven't done anything with like a strap or a bull rope though like they haven't like teased any of this stuff like the only thing they've really teased is basically a no dq match but we're getting that in tribal combat that's a no dq match so what do we need another one for oh no because the world needs more no dq matches so fans can chant we want tables they do that during normal matches too if you watch the drew mcintyre versus ludwig kaiser match (laughs) i hate that chant what if, what, what if they, they say this is wrestling, but it's not actually wrestling? I, I prefer that over We Want Table. I don't like the We Want Tables chant. I, I, I think it's the dumbest chant in, in wrestling right now. Like, you see tables all the time. The, when they were chanting that for blood and guts, it's like, what are we doing? They have thumbtacks. They have a bed of nails. Why are we chanting We Want Tables in a blood and guts match? We want fire. That was a good chance but why were we chanting we want tables for that match i can't stand it did you can't see there was a chance. did you see there was a video going around by the way wcw thunder in the 2000s era yes when they were doing the vampiro and sting thing yes. and peacock has the original masters up but the original airing was a retape that they spliced together and the, yeah. the original was much better i love it yeah it, it uh, rolled it absolutely rolled bless uh-oh. wcw what a company Bless WSW and bless our guests. If they're ready, they'll give us a thumbs up to go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, as we delivered, he is the Creator Pro Television Champion, among a plethora of other championships that he holds. July 30th, this Sunday, he's going to face off in a tag team match, tagging with Dr. Cool to take on Birds of the Sun at Creator Pro's Beyond Boundaries, Knights of the Columbus in Linwood, New York. Ladies, gentlemen, it is the GOATIS. Bobby Orlando. How you doing, Bobby? Can I, do I still have to do the thumbs up or no? No, keep them up. You do whatever you want, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I am here. I am outside. I, you know, I don't have as, you know, as professional as a studio as you guys, but it's a beautiful morning here on this Wednesday. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly Wednesday. It's a great day uh, to be alive and to be on this this show with you with, with my friends. We're, we're happy you are here. How is Bobby Junior doing? He's here. There we go. He's 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 here. He's he's enjoying the sun. You know, not too much sun. You know, we don't want to we don't want to overdo it. But you know, he's he's getting a good tan. 
we are happy. We're happy Bobby Jr. is here because rough moments earlier this year. Jerk Kevin Blackwood stealing him, having to battle him. Didn't like any of that. Didn't like any of that. We, we we made up in the end. You know, Kevin Blackwood, he's a vegan. All he wanted to do was make sure he was safe. I did, You know, it was a first-time matchup. We've never really, you know, stepped toe-to-toe in the ring before. He didn't know my intentions. I didn't know his. And at the end, we made up. And now we we are both friends. Me a little more. But we're both friends with Bobby Jr. Good. Good to hear. Uh, Bobby, talk to us about Creative Pro Wrestling. A lot of top talent have come out of there. Yeah, there we go. Um, You know, a lot of top talent like Max Caster, who's part of the Shook crew as well. Obviously, MJF, Brian Myers, one of the trainers there. Um, Pat Buck, one of the trainers there. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of names. See, you put me on the spot with the the, the numbers here. There's Um, a bunch. Chris Statlander. There you go. Chris Statlander as well. Boulder. There you go. So Smart Mark. A lot of people. Creative yes. Pro, they do create professional Me. wrestlers. Yes, they do create professional wrestlers. Tell us about training there and working with all those talents. So I've been training there there for now about like six years, six and a half. Well, there's like a crazy bird in the background. Uh, I've been training there based out of Hicksville, Long Island, New York. So for anyone watching who's in the area, even if you're like two, three hours away, I did a two-hour commute there for about like three years at one point. Um, definitely worth it. I know it's super biased, but definitely one of the top schools in the Northeast, if not in the country. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of great other places in the area, but for me, I am very happy with the decision I made and I really don't think I'd be the person or the wrestler I am today without them. Uh, head trainers, Brian Myers, Pat Buck, uh, but definitely, um, I was, uh, you know, I was under the learning tree of other people there too, because once you kind of graduate, the 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 more veteran students, they they take you under their wing and they teach you too. Like Max Caster, I owe a lot of credit to with training me in the beginning. Um, VSK is another one. So there's just, you know, everyone there. You if you put in the work, you'll get out so much more than you than you could ever dream of. It Were seems there? like a, a family. Uh, it seems like a family as well, just because Max Caster still comes back to beyond to, to team yeah. with, with everybody. MJF yeah. was, was back at Creator Pro like just a couple months ago to doing a match. Like they got Leo like guys, Sparrow, who I will be taking yeah. on this Sunday. There we go. Oh, it seems like you guys are just very tight, and everybody just remembers where they came from on that. Like I imagine that that bond is uh pretty strong. Definitely strong. I mean, like in wrestling in general, like even people who didn't train at Creator Pro, it's still like the, you know, it's still wrestling is like a family. You're going, it's like one of the hardest things anyone could ever put their bodies through, their mind through. And it's kind of like you're all connected and bonded over this, this passion you have. Um, but definitely Creator Pro is, is more than just a school to me. It's, it's, it's a family. Um, yeah, like I can go on and I don't want to take up too much time, but I can definitely go on and on about how much I just love Creative Pro and how much Creative Pro has done for my life. Hands down, the best decision, not just in wrestling, but the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, so take me back to the to your first days at Creative Pro. Like this was obviously a big change for you and a big opportunity for you. What was it like? And like, what were the moments that kind of stand out to you from your beginnings there? Uh, definitely the nerves were high. I'm not really, I don't really get that nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, uh, I got some good self-esteem. I'm pretty confident in my abilities, but definitely nerve wracking. It's a big change in your life. It's, it's something I've always dreamed of doing because most wrestlers nowadays, they've been wanting to do it their whole life. So it's definitely something I've been thinking about for a long, long time, ever since I became a fan of wrestling. Uh, so 
it was more or less going into the first day of training and thinking, okay, I'm either going to find out today if this is for me or if it's not for me. And that was the scariest part was because if it wasn't going to be for me, I don't know what else I probably would be doing right now in my life. So I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And I fell in love with it. I, you know, it wasn't like, there's some people that walk into creative pro and it's like first day. It's like, Oh my God, this person's gonna be like a superstar. I walked in, I was like, okay, this is like something I, I could probably do. And over time, if you just keep putting the work in hard work, never goes unnoticed. And repetition is key if you go to train you need to go i suggest at least three days a week for at least a year straight i know it's a lot of wear and tear in your body but if you don't give up you're gonna see results and that's what a lot of people who put in the work do and that's what i did so um it's kind of like a mental it's mental preparation so the first couple of weeks of training was definitely okay don't quit keep pushing forward it's gonna get hard but um the good times outweigh the bad. <laughs> That's what I could say. Uh, talk to me about television wrestling. You've been on AWTV before. Uh, you've been on Rampage and then the Dark and Dark Elevation. Everything. I imagine those opportunities came up through Pat Buck and through Creator Pro and everything. But just television wrestling in general, because to me, you're made for television. Like you, you have all of that down. Like I think you should be on TV every week and you're on like beyond every week, which I think is a, a very underrated television show on IWTV, but just the differences between just a kind of quote unquote random indie match and then kind of more of television wrestling. So, so like what's like the difference between the two? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more people, uh, <laughs> but I, more or less, it's pretty much the same. It's like the whole goal is to, you know, it, it the, the matches, you know, the intention going in is what you're trying to do on the indies versus television. Go out there and have, you know, the best performance you can. Try and walk out with a dub. But at the same time, um, definitely a lot more pressure when it comes to uh, the fact that it's like, okay, there's definitely a lot more people watching this. But before those matches, I kind of had to like pff, let those go outside my mind and just be like, okay, you know what you're doing. You've had... 500 whatever plus matches like why is this going to be different i mean it's a lot different but that was the mentality i went going into it like okay just you know what you're doing you're a wrestler you've wrestled matches just have a wrestling match and that's what it is at the end of the day but with more cameras and more people watching so once you just eliminate the fact that there's that pressure it's just it's like the back of your hand or whatever you call it i don't know analogies whatever even uh even the creative pro tv champion now the the third longest reigning you've got over wow, there's a mosquito on me no i thought you got yourself in the back i thought we were doing no well, i'll do that too <laughs> so you've held that title for almost we're, we're getting on close to a year now uh first of all how's it feel because you know you're third longest if you get to a year then you're gonna be second longest and on top oh, of I did not know those statistics. Yeah, the only person that you're you're Eric James, who was the second champion, held for 357. Slade held it for 422. You're at 312. This is all cage match. So as of right now, you're sitting in third. Let's say you, you keep building. Let's get to that. Let's get to that number one. But how does it feel? You're you're that TV champion. There's obviously a trust in there. And also uh pinpoint some of your favorite uh, defenses of that TV title. Oh uh, can I start with that the the, the defenses part? Of course. Start wherever you want. Not only one of my favorite defenses, uh, probably my favorite match of all time. I recommend anyone check it out. It was probably one of the most like proudest matches I'll probably ever have 
for a long time. I'm not saying of all time, but for a long time, this will be at the top. It was myself versus Aaron Rourke in an I quit match. My first ever I quit match. Um, one of, if not the most violent matches I've ever been a part of, it was at creative pros. Uh, oh baby event. I know what a, a, a violent match for such a violent show name, but he's uh, Heath Slater was on the card. So, you know, it was very apropos, but it was creative pro uh, from this past year or this year, technically, uh, February of 2023. It was oh baby. It was myself and Aaron Rourke. We went. We went about 20 minutes in the main event in one of the most hard hitting. Like we've wrestled a million times, so it. it, it we knew we were going to create something special, but I. I think coming out of it, we didn't realize how intense and how magical it was going to be. But it really was one of the things, like one of those moments where I was like, all right, you know, this is why I'm the champion. This is why. Um, I do what I do and I, and I, I can't say any bad things about that match. That's one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, but one of my favorite parts of being the cap TV champion is because cap TV is something that the creative pro, uh, wrestling Academy kind of created for the YouTube channel, especially kind of like our little like mini series. Cause we can't do shows every week. So it was something we created for the YouTube channel to put out episodes every Monday and I was kind of a big part of starting that in the beginning about like four or five years ago. And through that, we created a cap TV championship. So uh, seeing something blossom from the ground up that I was a part of since day one. And now to be at the top of that um, is something I hold very near and dear to my heart. And uh, I don't take for granted. I'm trying to let's get to a thousand days. No one will ever beat that. Um, I wanted, I wanted to ask about any feedback from your time at, at AEW, whether it was from a wrestler or, or Tony Khan or producer or coach or anybody. Um, yeah, like, you know, after I've, I've wrestled many people, um, uh, not many people I've had, a, I've had a few matches there, but like definitely the people you wrestle, like I'll say like Matt Hardy is one of the biggest ones. Like that was my most recent one. I was in a tag match with him and Isaiah Cassidy and obviously like wrestling Matt Hardy, you're going to want to hear what he has to say. And you know, super nice guy he let me know all these like all these like little like details after the stuff and people there are super respectful and super nice so i take every little bit of information i can get so to answer your question yes the people i've wrestled i've definitely gotten um like information and, and feedback from that's where i was like i can't why can't i think of feedback i'm it's still a little early for me haven't had my coffee i may have a lot of energy but boy once i have that caffeine <laughs> we go crazy <laughs> Get that, that cup of coffee. Oh. So this is Bobby off of coffee. So imagine yeah. him on yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I was going to ask, what what do you do to hype yourself up before a match? But I think we're already there. We don't have to I literally j- ask anyone. I just say, oh, as loud as I can in the locker room. <laughs> it's crazy. I probably have scared a few people. I've probably broken a few panes of glass. But with my voice... Uh, I just like punch a wall. Um, no, just yell. That it makes everything so much better. I want to ask about your your theme song, which I believe oh. was done by Max Caster, Platinum Max. Uh, this song immediately it comes on. You hear the goat sounds, and I get hype just off of this song alone. So tell me, tell me you about two, me. Me and you both, my friend. Oh, I saw you at an AIW event, and I was like, oh, man, that, that thing came on. I was rocking out to it immediately. Tell me about the, putting this song together with Max. So uh, Platinum Max Caster, 
uh, part of the acclaimed has done many, 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 um, has made, has made many, many songs, but I think his, uh, what would you call it? Like, what, what do you say when it's like an artist, like their magnum opus mm. or like their Mona Lisa? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sound smart. I'm not that smart, but I think this is biased opinion. I think it's one of his best, but he's like one of the most talented, not just wrestlers. He's the best wrestler alive, but he's, he's probably one of the most talented artist i know and he created this song him and also my uh my shook crew tag team partner bryce donovan uh helped write it too and it was like a collaborative effort the only part i came up with was the bobby is the goatess bobby is your mom this is the bobby orlando song and i gave them that information and i said do what you will and they came up with the rest of it so the beat the lyrics the flow everything thanks to them but uh, definitely, I will never, ever, 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 ever change that music unless it's like they're like, no, we can't. But I, I want that to be my theme song for the rest of my life. I, I think we struck gold. It gets me so hyped. Talk to me about Bobby Junior. There, I know there, there's got to be a backstory of Bobby Junior. Come on, a cute little thing. He's a cute little thing, you know. So I am the goatest of all time. That it no no argument there right no argument tops I agree one hundred he's the coat and uh, so one day I was like you know what I need a little friend in my life to help me you know because whenever you go to the ring you're going in alone and whether you want to uh, disagree with me or not but having that little help in your back pocket comes in handy so why not have someone there to always support me emotionally and if he has to get a little dirty physically as well and go you know because like goats are known for their head butt so they go right there in the head um i've used him to i have thrown him over the top rope and hopefully he does like a cool uh backflip or something over the top rope to help me out but essentially i just needed something to really get the point across that when i walk through the curtain you think wow this guy's crazy, <laughs> but it's essentially something that I was just like, you know what? Why not have a, a stuffed goat? Uh, so he's my friend. Would you also call hey. him your emotional support goat? No, of course. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> and I mean, but the problem with, with the goat with Bobby jr. And not a problem, but it, maybe an issue is people want to want to harm him. And then that's, that's no good. That's no good. This is, I don't want Blackwood got on my nerves. No, no, no. He didn't want to hurt him. He wanted this to protect him, but there have been times where people have gone out of their way to hurt little poor Bobby jr who even though he's about five feet away from me right now, he could probably still hear me. So close your ears, Bobby Jr. Um, I think it's mind games. Because what hurts more than seeing something you love get destroyed and there's nothing you could do about it? There's been times where I've been hung up on the ropes. There's been times where I've been held by other people and they just want to get in my head. And you ever you ever see like movies where it's like take me instead when like they're about to take someone's like friend or lover or like brother or something like that? Those are those instances where it's like, no, take me instead. But they don't want you instead. They want they want Bobby Jr. 
So I think it's just mind games. And I think they think it's going to be like, oh, we'll get like a cool gif out of this or something like that. Like, let's beat up a, a goat, a poor defenseless goat. Um, we're trying to avoid that at all costs. I do this new thing now where I'm like, okay, if I know it's going to be a tough challenge, I'll give him to someone maybe in the front row. I'm like, can you please take care of Bobby Jr.? So he's still right there if needed, but he's under the protection and the watch of the fans. So we've kind of figured it out by now. Fans. You can't what trust I mean? some of these fans. You can't trust some of these fans, Bobby. It's true. I, you, you know, if it's like they're a lot, like, so, so some of the places I go to, there's always those some fans who are like, they're there at every show, big supporters, everything like that. They come up. They, I love talking to people at the merch tables. We've, we've made connections at the merch tables. We talk and we talk. So I'm like, okay, I can trust you. I can trust you. That's when I give them the gold. See, Jeremy, this is what I like about Bobby. He's, he's very in tune with keeping the people around him safe. He's, he's understanding of, of who needs to be, you know, in that inner circle, that precious inner circle. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different, that's a different uh, crew, Joel. He's part of the Shook crew, not the inner circle. Yeah, yeah you're it's right. A different do this in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> would you do, would you do a version of that song in a, in a uh, Tony Bennett style? Cause it sounds like you were about to croon the Judas song. No, I cut myself <laughs> off. Cause no one, wa- no one wants to hear me sing. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> maybe one day we'll get that, but we do see a lot. Maybe. Of We'll see you a lot on Wrestling Open. Uh, talk to me about the experience because you've been doing a lot of appearances through Wrestling Open. So I remember before when I talked about how I started Cap TV and I was there since day one. Wrestling Open, baby. Um, so be- before Wrestling Open never existed, Beyond Wrestling did this series called Uncharted-, Uncharted Territory. I couldn't talk for a second. Uncharted Territory. But that was a seasonal program. Wrestling Open is sort of exactly almost the same as um, Uncharted Territory, only it's a weekly thing, not just seasonal, every Thursday forever. So for almost, almost, it's been like two years straight of just every Thursday has been an episode of Wrestling Open, and I think we just hit 81 or 82 episodes. I've probably been there for 70 of them, which is a lot of driving, but... It's something I love to be a part of the atmosphere there, the environment. It's at the White Eagle in Worcester, Massachusetts. I've had some of my favorite matches there. Um, and man, it's it's on IWTV. I'm sure a lot of people listening know of it, but even if you know of it, if you haven't watched it before, I just check it out. Give it one episode, give it one watch. Either go back in the archives, it's all there, or watch tomorrow. I'll be there. Um but yeah, it's something that's completely different than anything else in independent wrestling. It's a weekly, it's like a weekly television series. There's storylines, there's epic matches, there's you know everything you could want in a wrestling show and more. Um, and the fans really make it just as much special because you know even even if you're going just to have a good time, like there's a bar there. There's some people who don't really watch wrestling in general, but they'll go and say like, oh, I just came to like hang out and drink with my friends, and now I'm hooked. And I want to watch more wrestling. So it's really a gateway for more people to become fans as well. So in that whole shebang I gave you, take what you will and uh, give it a try if you can. Um, I'll just plug my match tomorrow. It's going to be myself and Bryce Donovan versus Culture Inc., a first-time ever tag match. We've wrestled a bunch of tag teams on the indies, so it's getting a little bit harder to have first-time evers. This is a first-time ever, so watch it if you may. I was going to ask how you found yourself over at Beyond, how, how you got to there. So um, in wrestling, there's uh, most most of the time, if there's a certain promotion you really want to be a part of, you're going to show 
out and support. So I started going out there just to help show support and help set up the ring. Cause there was a lot of creative pro guys like MJF, Chris Statlander, all these guys would be going to beyond. And I'm like, Oh, I want to be there. So I would go with them or I'd drive by myself, um, mostly on trade territory. This was back in that, like 2018, 2019. And I would help set up the ring. I would help handle the merchandise. I would be security for some stuff. And from there, um, they were just like, you know what? You've been helping out. Like you've been showing, like you care about this company, which I do. And they're like, okay, let's give you a shot. So I got a, uh, a spotlight match was, which was, uh, the match filmed before the actual show. And what they used to do is they would have the wrestlers that were going to be on the card later, go out with their phones and they would stream it on like Instagram live or Facebook live. And they would stream it on their phones. So not only do you have the pressure of the fans and also wanting to do well, you have all of your fellow uh, peers uh, that are on the show later filming. You have your first match at beyond. So you're like, Oh crap, the pressure. Um, and from there, I guess I just showed out and I impressed and and I've been there ever since. And it's been one of my favorite places to work. And I owe a lot of uh, credit to beyond for helping like my career, you know, um, a lot of opportunities have come from that. So I made the right decision, I guess, going to uh, help out every Thursday. My, my last question for you, Bobby, where we are uh, kind of chastised, I guess, for, for going after scoops here on this oh. show. So I'm going after I'm going after a pretty big scoop asking you this. What can you tell us about Max Caster and MJF and this relationship that they have? Because I see it on the social media and I feel like you you might have some insight to this. So what, what kind of insight can you give us? I don't want to give too much. But romance is in the air. All right, all right, Max. Max is playing hard to get out here. He or not Max, MJF, so, the other Max. Yeah, I know Max what you were talking about. Oh no, no, Caster's not playing hard to get. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, man. I think there's. I think there's some sparks there, though. I think there definitely is. Oh, well, we we will see. We'll see if we can get uh, MJF to react. Hopefully, that was enough of a scoop. Yeah, well, I'll put this in a headline. And it'll, I, I, it'll I, pop I, off. No, do not do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I could have just went. Zip. <laughs> but, no headlines hey, from this show. <laughs> oh well. Oh, we're getting a headline out of the. Well, uh, you get a headline, but not song. from that. Yeah, not the from theme that. Song. That, that was. Yeah, the song. theme song. The theme song. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bobby. Let everybody know where where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Bobby Orlando. There you go. There Bobby, you go. thank you so much. Joel, oh, ahead. and I'm on TikTok, but like, I don't know that things I use it sometimes just to make silly little videos at the Bobby Orlando. <laughs> Listen, we, we love synergy. So if you're at, if you just look up the Bobby Orlando anywhere, you're going to make it easy. There you go. Uh, come and catch Bobby and a plethora of others over at the Creative Pro Beyond Boundaries this Sunday at the Knights of Columbus in Linwood. Sorry, in Lindbrook, New York. Ah, now uh, you can't talk. No, I can't talk. <laughs> I do it for a living. So here we are. Uh, looking forward to your tag match. You and Dr. Cool are going to take on Birds of the Sun. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. And and Bobby Jr. Bobby Jr. Bobby Jr. Yes. Say, Bobby Jr. was there. And uh, we love having you both. Thank you so much for your morning time. I love being here. Have a great rest of your show and your day. Thank, thank you, Bobby. You too, man. Have a great day. Oh. Bobby Orlando, everybody. I told you he was going to bring energy, Joel. That man had not had coffee, and he had that much energy. Dude just absolutely had every bit of energy that we needed for this morning. Good stuff. Really enjoy him. Uh, I like him. Fantastic. I like how he's like, no, don't do that headline on Max Caster and MJF. <laughs>
<laughs> well, it's kind of on the record, so it's kind of going on. <laughs> I will write an article on that. Yeah. MJF would 100% react to it. Max might even, Caster might even react to it. I love their uh, Twitter banter that they have going on. It's fantastic. I'm glad you asked that question because it's certainly a burning question on everybody's mind. <laughs> Do you think Max has friends in wrestling and that Max Caster is that friend? Max Caster might be that friend. I think Max Caster could be that friend. Because, I mean, yeah. certainly it's not going to be Billy Gunn who's enjoying retirement on socials everywhere you see. Literally everyone posting for him about retirement. Whereas Billy's like, what? I didn't do anything. I just took my boots <laughs> off. They were too tight. He had, yeah, he had a rock in his shoe or something. And he had to get his boots off so he could walk to the back properly. It happens. You know how yeah. that goes, Joel. I do. I fully understand. I've had it happen multiple times no one's ever asked me if i'm gonna retire over it i wish you would god that's true i would (laughs) you think i'd get a severance absolutely not no no didn't think so either (laughs) i love that in the chat bobby jr shouldn't avoid ohio at all probably Probably. look if my if uh bobby orlando bobby jr uh come to another aiw event I'll gladly sit front row and and uh, take care of, of Bobby Jr. while Bobby is wrestling. I don't want anything bad happening to to Bobby Jr. So I'll gladly help out uh, with Bobby Bobby Jr. and Bobby Orlando at AIW. You think we can get a Bobby Jr. exclusive? Ooh, maybe. I mean, Bobby Orlando was he see, he was friendly. He, he seemed to like us well enough. So maybe we can get a Bobby Jr. exclusive. Yeah, it seemed pretty cool. I think uh, I think the goat the goatist would allow us to interview the goat. Yeah, the emo- the emotional support goat. I think it'd be good. I think it'd be it's good. Right. What else is good? We got some time left. We got dynamite tonight. It's a little Watch early to start previewing dynamite. <laughs> There's a lot announced, but uh, what else? What else are we going to talk about? Because there was again not a ton going on on Raw. There is the Great American Basher NXT coming next Sunday. Uh, on this Friday. Sunday, it's this Sunday, this Sunday, but I mean, like the next time we're on the air, it's still going to be coming up this coming Sunday, right? Okay, uh, sure. so we, we, we can preview that or at least run down that garden next, uh, next time we're on the air together. So, so what, what do we do? What are we gonna do? Um, oh, Joel, what, what has happened to the show? You're supposed to, no, you're supposed to take control of this, and now you, you're just not. You're not. Things are falling apart because of you today. Joel. They really gotta are. They really gotta are. Say. Yeah. How about Eddie Kingston and uh, and and his G1 match this morning? Ishii. Ishii. Yeah, Ooh. I heard it was really good. I, I I woke up and I have not watched it yet. I was busy listening to Grayson Waller interviews. And uh, by the way, all right, this is what we're going to talk about now. To here we stumble upon because since you you are floundering for content here, Joel, Grayson yeah. Waller. Grayson Waller. I've said it. I've said it on the show like a lot over the past week. Like he's in a way better position than uh, Austin Theory is. I think he's way more equipped to be in that role and should be more in that role than Austin Theory. They clearly trust him. They put him in there with Cena. They put him in there with Edge. We he was on uh, Errol Hawani's show earlier this week, and he mentioned, and this was also reported, Undertaker in Detroit. We don't know. What Undertaker's doing in Detroit, he doesn't have a one-man show um, lined up for that weekend, which usually he's at these events because he's doing the show. He doesn't have anything like that scheduled. Maybe he's just there visiting friends, right? Maybe Undertaker's not going to be on the show at all. 
But last time we saw Undertaker was American Badass Undertaker, Detroit, Kid Rock, blah, blah, blah. If thinking we get an Undertaker on like a Grayson Waller effect and Grayson Waller, he's mimicked Undertaker before uh, when he did the casket match on NXT. We, we think Grayson Waller gets that spot now with Undertaker. This dude, he's good, man. He's he's got the he's got the MMA stuff. He talked a lot about uh, Conor McGregor and, and Chael Sonnen, how he's kind of borrowed from those personas. He gets it. He a hundred percent gets it. All I keep thinking about is. Undertaker on the Grayson Waller effect at SummerSlam and Waller just gets completely upstaged and he starts like Undertaker starts doing his one dead man show for the entire building while Grayson Waller just sits there completely perplexed as to what's going on. Uh, (laughs) Hey man, let's talk about my aversion to cucumbers and pickles. And Grayson Waller is just like, what the hell are we doing here? I don't know if Grayson Waller and Undertaker is something I really want to see ever in my lifetime. Ever. Why? It's, it's it's not of any entertainment value to me. The what's annoying, I'm trying not to sneeze. The uh what's annoying is that the 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 Undertaker American badass thing happened with Bray Wyatt and at the time it was so talked about and it was such a thing like what'd you say to bray wyatt and uh, you know take her kayfabe he wouldn't tell and now bray wyatt's nowhere to be found you know the whatever whatever the situation is he's he's not on tv and whatever but i don't know if i really want to see undertaker crowded out for another or carted out for another appearance it's just it, it doesn't do anything for me Wow, you're hating on the Undertaker. Now, I I, I kind of get what you're saying, but they're clearly using Waller as a position with these these legends, right? I don't know what their plan is for Grayson Waller because they did the thing with Cena, he got beat up. They did the thing with Edge, he lost, and then he lost the four way match. I don't know if they have like an actual substantial push for him, or and I don't want this for him. I really I don't want this for him at all because. It's not a good position to be in. They can't Elias this guy. They can't have him just come out there, get interrupted, get beat up by legends, and it never goes anywhere. He never gets a match. He never gets heat back or anything like that. He's a good enough talker, much like Elias was a good enough like performer, even though you discredit his guitar playing skills. He's a good enough talker to where he can get himself still over and still in a high position. You can't just continue to get beat up by these guys and get nothing back on them though. I don't think that does as much for any of them. than WWE thinks he does thinks it does play your own solos and you will get the praise you deserve. Jeremy Lambert. We've been through this as for the undertaker. Okay. Let, let's move beyond the undertaker. You're, we're talking about, you know, potential legends that could come in and work a match with Grayson Waller. That'd be fun. We're in Detroit for SummerSlam. It's going to be a big event, a lot of people. You know who you bring out? You bring out for, and I'm serious about this, by the way. I'm not like this isn't a bit. From Battle Creek, Michigan, you bring out Rob Van Dam and you let those two have a great one on one contest. RVD does not look bad losing a match to Grayson Waller. And on top of it, Waller then gets to say, I beat, you know, the hometown guy. And I, you know, I, I beat the legend. I beat the ECW original. And that's just, that. that's more icing on the Grayson Waller cake. I'm fine with that. I love that idea 
I look, I'm big, big RVD fan. If they can get him for this show to do a, a one-off and have a match, I don't think he'd mind losing. He should lose. These legends at some point got to lose because, you know, um, they, they got to lose because the, the new guys got to get over. The new guys just can't keep getting beat up in these I don't want to call them throwaway segments because they're memorable segments, but if they're only remembered because, okay, the legend looked great and the new guy just kept getting beat up and beat up, beat up. It, it doesn't do anything for it. We've seen this example again, a million times. I Elias got completely cut by all of this. And people were, people were very high on Elias of like, Oh, it's going to lead to something. It's going to lead to something. And it led to nothing. Heath was a different example because like he was supposed to be kind of a goofy uh, kind of guy to where it wasn't gonna be this big deal for him but that certainly didn't help him look who it worked for and look who it worked for because he beat these dudes randy orton randy orton actually beat the legends and yeah he lost the undertaker when maybe he shouldn't have and i think he lost that match to hogan but he was still like he got one up on these guys where elias never got one up uh grayson waller needs to get one up on on these guys and so rvd is a opportunity where you could do that and not lose anything i'm fine with undertaker coming out by the way and if waller just beats him not like in a match in official capacity but he kicks him in the nuts and then undertaker is just you know kind of laid out and everything he destroys the motorcycle whatever whatever you got to do here like let waller get one up on the undertaker it ain't hurting the undertaker he steals the uh, the motorcycle. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't break the motorcycle. He steals it flat out. He tries to get it started and it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't start. start. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then he then he chains him to the back and then he drags him through the arena. I know, I know where we're going with this. I I see Grayson Waller versus Detroit's own Brandy Rhodes in the chat. Oh, Brandy Rhodes would beat the sh out of Grayson Waller. Are you kidding me? Oh man, open mic night wide open at that point because we'll be yeah. doing the Grayson Waller effect. We'll do the whole nine. Let's go. That's the one person nobody nobody in that company wants to smoke with is is Brandy Rhodes. Grayson Waller, he talks a good game. He's very good on the mic. He's very sharp and witty and quick. Ain't messing, messing with Brandy Rhodes on the mic though. Can't touch that ever, ever. Kind of pieces by brandy <laughs> but yeah my feeling is if you do anything with waller on the show you you bring out a legend yeah i get it undertaker big pop but like i think i would just i would rather see someone like rob van dam i would rather see someone who is not the typical gonna cart you out and the fans are gonna cheer because it feels like undertaker like yeah it's special but like we we've grown past the need for the undertaker i randall what about Randall? Okay, at least you can build something off yeah. of that because Randall is active still, still going to work. Yes, you could do Randy Orton. It's not a bad idea. I don't know where you go from there with Randy because you got to do, do the RK Bro thing. But you got to, you get that's yeah. the thing. You got to finish off the RK Bro story as well. Yeah, Waller just beats up Riddle. <laughs> that's a face turn jeremy we've established this <laughs> grace waller is a baby face in my book are you kidding me that's true the way he operates i agree it's calling yeah. out the rock saying he's technically unemployed oh so good i love rock ain't showing up in detroit he uh waller mentioned austin in this interview 
as well with, with Owani. And I don't know if Austin has any plans to be in Detroit. Um, you know, Waller does that stunner, but he's got to change that finish, by the way. Like, you can't let's start the move outside of the ring and then roll in and do this wacky rolling stunner type of thing. I don't, you got to get something that is a little bit quick hitter, more, more of a quick hitter than that. You want to like pull it off as a cool spot in the match. Sure. Finisher. I don't like it. No, he's going to use that drop kick. <laughs> I prefer the drop kick over that stunner. Uh, I don't, I don't hate the idea of Austin coming in and doing a, a Grayson Waller effect. Uh, that would be fun. And it ends again, ends with the kick wham stunner and then a beer bath. And it doesn't make Waller look dumb because he will have hopefully held himself on the mic against Austin. And we all know how an Austin segment ends nine times out of 10 and it's fine with me. And I think most people would just enjoy the moment. Waller can come out on SmackDown the next week and just be like, I, I went toe to toe with Austin and I won. And he could just be that POS heel that you know says I'm better than Austin on the microphone, yada yada, and then people will be like, "You got stunned or whatever." They'll chant. They'll chant, "We want tables." But it's the same. It's the same issue. If you do, you did the same thing with the Undertaker. What's the difference? What's the difference between Austin and Undertaker in the scenario? Except you don't like the Undertaker. Clearly, I, I, it's funny because the Undertaker was, and in many ways, still is my favorite wrestler. But um, no, it's not even that. It's that Austin. When if when Austin was done, Austin was done. With Undertaker, we spent so many years being like, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Like, we spent a good solid five or six years wondering if this is The Undertaker's last hurrah. And then we finally got it, and they still brought him back <laughs> to do segments. Whereas Austin, it's like, yeah, he kept coming back, but at least we knew he wasn't coming back for, you know, to build a match. We knew what to expect, with the exception of the, the Kevin Owens segment or WrestleMania uh, match. Isn't Undertaker now in that same position? Like, he ain't coming back for any type of match. He's been gone since 36. Like, but he's, the, but he's the problem done. is, we continue to wonder, or people begin. No, we don't. No. Yes, I'd wonder more about Austin. Austin's wrestled more recently than Taker. I'd, wor- I'd wonder more about him if he comes out there and does a stunner. I'm like, oh shit, Austin's going to wrestle. We worry about Michaels, dude. Remember when Waller was doing this stuff with Michaels, people were like, is Michaels going to get back in there with Waller? And he said, I don't have any worries about Undertaker. And if you do, you're going to have these same worries with literally everyone that you do it with. You're just hating on the Undertaker right now, Joel. That's what maybe, you do. Maybe the, the bigger issue is Undertaker has taken the bloom off his rose. He has completely finished being the character. And again, you mentioned he can come out as American Badass. That's that's okay. Sure, he could do that. But let's say he doesn't want to and he's like, oh, I'm going to put on the, the black hat and I'm going to say rest in peace. Let's say that's what he wants to do. You, I, I can't, as the saying goes, suspend my disbelief for the guy who has been literally going on a WWE press tour and one-man show for the last few years telling stories and being Mark Calloway. I can't do that anymore because Mark Calloway decided himself, I don't need to do it anymore. Like, I'm done. I, I, I don't need to be Mr. Rest in Peace anymore. And for that, I'm like, I don't need it. I, just, I don't see the value in it. Whereas with Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe he's never really changed from that, that person. Okay, but what if Taker does do American Badass? Because I would imagine, again, Detroit, Kid Rock playing all America. I would imagine he's doing American Badass. I think that was the reason 
they did it at, at Raw that way too is because I don't think he even thinks he can do that character anymore. I think he thinks like, oh no, I kind of got to be just Mark Calloway Undertaker. I can't do Dead Man Undertaker at this point. Some fans will love it. Other fans will absolutely. And I would be one of those absolutely. But the reason for that is because I have the inside baseball. And other fans do too. There's a there's just a a political problem to that. And again, not everyone shares my point of view when it comes to that stuff. And that's okay. But like for me, the last thing I want to see is that. I don't I because I just don't care for that. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying you're you're wrong on on this. If Undertaker comes out, Kid Rock, American Badass. I understand your your viewpoint on that. I'm looking at it from a, a wrestling perspective of if Undertaker does that. That's Mondays. Um, yeah. Uh, some some weeks, most weeks. Yeah, most uh, weeks. Not every week, though. Um, if he comes out as American Badass, Chokeslam, Waller, to me it's the same thing as Steve Austin coming out as Stone Cold Stunner on Waller. Same thing, same return, same wonderment. It, I still don't fully like either of them because I don't want Waller to just continue to get beat up by legends and get no comeback on anything. This is where he's got to actually come back. And look, I understand you ain't going to beat Austin in a match. You ain't going to beat Undertaker in a match type of type of thing. But it can't just keep being the same thing because you then it just gets diminished and Waller gets diminished until people are like, okay, cool. He talks a big game and stuff, but like he don't beat any of these dudes and at some point you got to beat someone of that stature whether that is a a randy orton who has come up to that stature whether that is an edge who is at that stature put on that pedestal you gotta beat one of these guys after you keep getting beat down by the legends and if you just keep getting beat down by legends you're elias i mean what if it's nothing and waller just has a segment on the smackdown going into SummerSlam and it doesn't do anything but just introduce a new opponent. That I mean, that's very possible. It is very possible that like there actually is no big plan for for Grayson Waller on this. But he's doing media, which a lot of people do media. I understand that, but he's doing big media. Hawani's show is kind of a, a biggish deal. Um, he's doing media, and he's clearly been trusted in big spots. Like you don't get that that Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Uh, thing right before at the O2. You definitely don't get John Cena with, without that being a big trusted spot. You don't get Edge at MSG first match back off of a broken leg unless they got seemingly, they, they clearly trust you in these big spots. So if they have a big legend spot at SummerSlam, I would imagine that's going to Grayson Waller. Yeah. I Again, I agree with the setup. I just don't think we're going to see Waller do this. I, 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 and again, I could be wrong. I, the only person that to me makes sense if you're going to have him out there to, to win something is, is Rob Van Dam or another wrestler who's returning from injury who's been off the card for a while, which when, I don't even know who that could be. Uh, it's not going to be like Johnny Gargano or something because it's, it's got to be someone that like elicits a big reaction. Randy Gargano. Orton. He'd get a big pop. I don't think it would be the same as... It wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think it would be the same. It, that, I think that would do well on a Monday Night Raw or 
on a SmackDown, they're in Dayton the night before Michigan. I thought they were going to be at Little Caesars the night before uh, in Detroit, but I guess that's not happening. I should go to that show. That's not too far. Oh, there you go. For that SmackDown. Yeah, I can go at to that. The Nutter Center. Yeah, maybe. Probably the not. The Nutter Center. Anyway, that's, I, I was under the impression for some reason that they were going to be in Detroit because the last few events that they've held, yeah. they've done two nights at the same uh, the same venue. But again, that's like they were in they were in Montreal. They were in Puerto Rico. They were in London. They were they were basically in places where it made sense to run the same venue multiple times. This is just a touring SummerSlam regular show. Gotcha. Yeah. I yeah. Usually they do run the uh, the venue um, in the same city for the for the SmackDown. So yeah, it's surprising. A little bit surprising to uh, hear hear that that's where they're at. Um, yeah. And if that's the case, then that means the SmackDown before is not going to be. And that's another reason why it's so fun to have the SmackDown before the PLE be so um, built up is because you're in the town already. You're going to have a lot of the same crowd that's going to attend the PLE at the event the night before. Uh, instead, we're, we're not getting that this year. It's just going to be, okay, we're in Dayton tonight, and then we're going to be in you know in detroit the next day so it's a little it's a little different of a story uh to unfold so we'll see we'll see i think most of that smackdown is going to be spent on the tribal combat stuff and then the u.s title match that'll happen i'm assuming it's going to happen there yeah you you're you're putting a lot into the u.s title match happening on the smackdown certainly not happening on smack or on SummerSlam because they have not said at all that it was going to be a SummerSlam match no, they they haven't, and I mean it might just be a three way. Escobar already defeated Theory, so maybe Ray defeats Escobar, and it's like, yeah, let's just do a three way. Oh, I would hate. However, they get to that, <laughs> it would have to be like Theory gets involved in the match for Ray and Santos, and then you have Adam Pierce come out and just be like, nope, I've had it. You've gotten too involved in this. It's now a triple threat, and it's going to be next week in Dayton. Easy as that. I mean, that's could could very much be what it is yep and then the next night it's la night in detroit yeah yeah uh, you're you're pulling for this again i hope you're right i hope you're right yeah. oh Gol- dolph is always a, a good shout of just the ziggler yep. coming out and just losing you know who else is good on the mic me you know who should have been talking to aj styles and to stone cold steve austin and to every legend john cena all the way down me it should have been me and then grace waller is just like you what mate <laughs> and then they have a really piss poor match and everyone remembers that dolph ziggler in 2012 is different from 2023 anyway so uh aw dynamite is tonight and uh, i guess we can now run down that card uh main event i think is Moxley and Claudio versus the Lucha Bros versus the best friends? Is that is that what we're or actually it might be Orange Cassidy and AR Fox? Because that's the only time. Uh, no, Orange Cassidy opens. Well, normally yes, but when there's only one title match on the show, it's typically reserved for the main event. And so far, there's only one advertised title match, and it's that one. Uh, I, I I think Orange Cassidy still opens the the main event. Neither of these are like feel like main events on this show. I think Darby and no, no, Dar- Darby and Swerve closes. Darby and Swerve closes. I think either if they don't open, then they close. I think Darby and Swerve open the show. Nah, and Darby I- and Swerve closes. Okay, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flop it. My feeling is 
Darby and Swerve open the show, Cassidy and Fox close the show, and then middle of the match or mid, like nine o'clock is the tag, the triple threat tag. Okay, I think it's the I think it's the opposite. I think yeah, middle is that tag, but Darby and Swerve closes and Orange Orange opens. There's no there's no uh there there's there's no intrigue in Orange and AR Fox to to close the show with that. That that's we know Orange Cassidy's winning. Orange AR Fox love him. He ain't winning that title. So there's no you got to have at least a main event with a little bit of intrigue. There's no intrigue in that main event. Yeah, but Tony has done this time and again, where if there's only one title on the line, it's the main event. Has he? Yeah, he has. Do you have proof? Uh, I can go back to Grand Slam 2021, where the women main evented, and it was the only title on the line. Okay, so you're going back almost two years. Yes, there are other instances of this. Uh, I'm pretty sure that when Orange Cassidy won the international championship in Toronto, that may have been also the only title on the line that night. Other than the Ring of Honor, I don't know if that was a Ring of Honor championship match. Jericho and Danielson. There's Either always way. a title on the line on these friggin' shows. <laughs> You're just going back in Dynamite Pass. <laughs> Trying to look for for yeah, Dynamite uh, stuff and looking at just titles. It's Blind Eliminator Tag, Owen Hart Tag, Owen Hart Tag, or Tournament, sorry, not Tag. Um tornado tag team regardless i think you're wrong that's <laughs> that's my that's my point wow i think well, you're wrong because i don't think there's unless they have unless they have a, a strong closing segment if they have a strong closing segment then fine maybe they go with orange cassidy and ar fox as the main event match but i don't know what the closing segment is going to be in in that case i have i have no idea what the actual like closing segment a new challenger for orange cassidy who's okay who's coming out that's the thing i don't know who it could be yeah who's they gotta start they gotta start giving us uh you know a couple of people who feel like legitimate threats again not that they haven't but it's like can we build up someone again can we get to that point jack perry the new fdw champion here you go, Joel. Here's where you're wrong. This is a TBS title, so I'm sure you'll dismiss it. Yeah, that it. doesn't count at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. dismissing it before because you even know it's dismissible. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, most of the time there's just two title matches on all of these dynamites and stuff. They like always just have multiple title matches on this stuff. Um, yeah, well, if, if you have a new... Go ahead. No, go. I say, if you have a new challenger for Orange, fine, but it's not a strong main event when I know I at least presume who's going to win Darby and swerve. There's intrigue. They, they close, they didn't technically close rampage, but that was the biggest thing from rampage, the, the Royal rampage thing. And the ending to that swerve and Nick Wayne got the main event match spot the other week. Like there's, I think swerves a player and I, we know Darby's the player. Okay. We know Darby is though. No, 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 no. Darby main event slot. Because that was right, more than the talkie talk for the fifth man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the match spot. Um, but again, that that's where this would be if it's Orange and AR Fox. I don't think they're going off the air with Orange and AR Fox as the last shot of everything. Either me, you get a new challenger or you're doing a talking segment. Let me give you one other reason why they do this. Look at 
and I know talking about ratings is such a weird thing to do, but we also know that historically Tony really likes to look at the minute by minute and see what's important in the quarters. How does dynamite normally trend when you're looking at the quarters? It's up and then it kind of steadily goes down in the last time. Those Orange Cassidy matches, though, they are usually part of a rise. So you put it on towards the end, then at least you have possibly a bit of a, a, a what do you call it, a, pea, a, valley, a valley throughout the night. Open with Darby and Swerve because it's a big match. Close with Orange Cassidy because he's a big draw. And that way things kind of stay a little more consistent beginning and, and end of the night. When was the last time Orange Cassidy actually like closed a show? That's a good question. Hey, you know what we're definitely going to get right, though? At 9.23 p.m. Eastern, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Ty Valkyrie will have a match. <laughs> so that's happening. Orange Cassidy just doesn't close shows, man. He just... I know. He believe me, I was the first one. Not the first one, but I'm someone who consistently points this out. Yeah. I'm very consistently like, no, no. If, if it's Orange Cassidy in a match, it's opening the show. However, this is one time where I'm like, I don't see any other titles on the line. So to me, that means that the Orange Cassidy match goes on last. Okay. You could be right. You 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 could could be right. Um by the way, uh AW Dynamites in April, TNT Championship, Wardlow faced Powerhouse Hobbs. That was when Wardlow won the title, uh, if you remember that. No, uh, that was an awful. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the Four Pillars tournament match between Sammy and Jack Perry closed the show. So one title, only title match on the show did not close. There you go, one time. So now we're one and one with our statement. I'm sure there's more if I like. You got to dig did a little more. bit more research. <laughs> you're talking through it while you're looking at these options. <laughs> I love it here. That's what we're doing. There's so many title matches on these Dynamite shows. Like so many. All right, here we go. March world tag team titles. It was the second match on the show. The guns defeated top flight. The The show closed with Omega and Vikingo, which was not a, a, a mega title match. That was the only title match on the show. Was so the what? Tag team title okay. So now looking at this lineup for tonight, uh, who is Vikingo and who is Kenny Omega? Swerve Strickland and Darby Allen. Who are on the show almost every single week. Swer- they like Swerve and Darby. I don't blame them. They're both they good. Yes, they like Swerve and Darby. Yes. Darby and Swerve opening the show means Christian gets in and out before the Denny's Grand Slam senior special goes out. Okay. Where are they tonight? They're in Albany. So they can get February. The- February. Oh, this. Look, my God. This. Okay. Okay. February. AW All Atlantic title. Open the show. This is before it was leveled up. Uh, Orange Cassidy against Wheeler Yuta. Only title match on the show. That opened it. Do you know what closed this show? What? Jonathan Moxley against Evil Uno. Hold on. Wasn't there a segment after that with the elites or at least with the Blackpool Combat Club? There was. Yeah, there was a segment. But you said one title match usually closes. One title match didn't close. Usually, Orange Cassidy involved. Yes, usually is not. Listen, people are just. I like, pointed out three examples, by the way, Joel. Pointed out two. Three. You no, pointed three. out two, and one of which involved an international talent and Tony touting it as a dream match for like a solid week. Okay, but it was one title match and it did not close the show. One title match was on that show. We'll see where it goes. Pack it's and Gravity still... have a one on one tonight, too. Have you made the joke? Make the joke. Has anybody made the joke? 
Gravity's fairly new to the scene, so we're looking forward to him and Pac tonight. Does does last week technically count? There was only one title match on the show last week, Joel, and it opened. It last did not close not the show. Count. Bloody Guts does not count on a, on a show but like There that. was only one title match, nope, and nope, it did not close nope, the show. No. Anyway, Joel Pearl has been wrong a lot on this show. Everyone, please leave money for Joel to pick up his feelings and make him feel better about himself as he has been uh, just completely ego-trotten and and bruised throughout this entire show as I've negated every single maybe halfway decent point. No, you haven't. What are you talking about? Give me the money, but like, no, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. Orange Cassidy is opening this show. We'll see. They're not closing. We'll hear, we'll hear from MJF and Adam Cole, baby. They're not closing. That might close the show. That might close, if you Adam. bring out FTR, absolutely. Yeah, that, that'll probably... If Orange Cassidy and AR Fox is the main event, uh, MJF and Adam Cole are closing this show. No elite on the show tonight. At least advertised. Yeah, weird. Do you think CM Punk's showing up because they were just in New no. Jersey and he stuck around for a few days? Even though I'm a collision guy? I'm not. He, he. Those are his words. He's a collider. He's a collider. Now he is, but when he did that first appearance, he was a collision guy. Yeah, but now they have a term. They're called colliders. Colliders and dynamites are their their names. Why not dynamiters? No, dynamites. But why not dynamiters? I just told you why. No, you you didn't. All you said was dynamites. Yeah, because that's what I said. Because dynamites. They're a t-shirt company, tees instead of ters. It's it's all layered in wordplay here, Joel. Me and Max Caster, we got this game on lock. We got it all figured out with the wordplay. Get on get on this uh, level that you cannot currently get on. No, clearly not. So I'm just going to call it here. Jeremy, plug the stuff. Let's go home. I don't know what we're plugging. Watch AEW Dynamite tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS right after the Big Bang Theory. If you want a Big Bang in your theory, watch AEW Dynamite where all of the Big Bangs are big in theory. Headlined by Swerve Strickland against Darby Allen. <laughs> Opening with Orange Cassidy defending the leveled up AEW international title against veteran and well-respected trainer and legend and personality AR Fox. We also have a great three-way tag team match for everybody coming off the heels of ROH death before dishonor. It's going to be Blackpool combat club members, John Moxley and Claudio Casignoli who were involved in a tremendous blood and guts match last week on AEW dynamite. They're going to be taking on the Lucha bros, former ROH tag team champions, Penta El Zero Mado and Ray Phoenix, and also the best friends, Chucky T and Trent, one of the best teams in AEW and ROH history. We will hear from MJF and Adam Cole ahead of their AEW tag team title match this Saturday on AEW Collision, which airs live at 80 p.m. Eastern on TNT when they will face FTR. But before they face FTR, we are going to hear from them tonight on AEW Dynamite. Plus, Britt Baker is going to take on Taya Valkyrie in a hard-hitting women's match as Britt Baker continues to try to get on track against Taya Valkyrie, who picked up a big victory over Sky Blue. And folks, you don't want to miss this when the man who remembers gravity will face Pac. He remembers, Joel. 
Gravity Remembers Pack. Tune in, AEW Dynamite, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, on TBS. Follow Fight Talk underscore. Thank you to all the great AEW fans. Are we good? Yeah? Justified. This is awesome, Chance. There you go. Uh, Tanahashi versus Alex Shelley at Multiverse United 2. Hell yeah, that match rules. That looks like a good match. I am at Joel Pearl. J-O-E-L-P-A-R-L. Go leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here. Fightful Overbooked. See you at the next one. It is like listening to text-to-speech with him. I swear to God. Till then, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.